Joey, Phoebe, Chandler, Monica, Ross, Rachel, to us the phenomena. Here is our confession. Friends and obsession that never passed. So we made a podcast. I'm Adele. I'm Zoe. And this is Friends from A to Z. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Adele. Hello, world. Hello. And welcome. <laughs> To friends from A to Z, A to Z, episode three, made a podcast. But um, <laughs> oh, we've done that bit. That's already been. Oh, 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 right, okay. Then you live rendition of that. We're coming to you from lockdown. Yeah, we are. We're still, as the rest of the world, we are still trapped in our homes. So if the sound yes. sounds a little bit funny, it is because we are talking over video conference instead of person to person, which is how we prefer to do this. Really, isn't it? Just hashtag Zoe on Zoom. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> Zoe Zoom. Um, so, yeah, a, a weird old world, but one constant remains that uh, we will talk about friends and an episode way before when Corona was just a beer. Yes, yeah. Which you only really need to go back about six months for that, but we're going to head back 20-something years <laughs> to season four, episode three, the one with the cuffs. One with the cuffs. We shall be off the cuff in the way that we discuss this episode, what we like, what we don't like, what's weird all these years on, uh, and our favourite friend, our favourite joke, Yeah, where we would rank the episodes. Yeah, we'll be looking at uh, some real life data from IMDb to see what the world thinks of the episode as well, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. And what we think of the episode. But first of all, we shall remember and remind ourselves what is in this episode in the form of the epidemic, the episode in the form of the limerick. Uh, so please, Del, do tell us about the one with the cuffs. Okay. Joey opens his educational eyes. Chandler gives Rachel a workplace surprise. When Phoebe helps reappraise the doing a moniker phrase, Instead of lasagna, Judy eats humble pies. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Judy eats humble pies. She this is hard. That is clever. Instead of lasagna, Judy eats humble pies. I like pies, surprise, and eyes. That's very good rhyming. Yeah, she does eat the humble pies. She doesn't eat her lasagnas and she doesn't eat quiches. Doing a moniker. There it is. Comes to be. I like Chandler gives Rachel a workplace surprise. What a surprise that was. Yes, indeed. Very good. When Phoebe helps, yeah, when Phoebe helps reappraise the doing a moniker phase. Yeah, make that into a positive. Turn that into a, a good thing. Yeah. Very nice. This was very difficult. It's very difficult because you've got some really odd words. You've got moniker's very hard. You can find it hard to run with moniker, as Phoebe finds when she's writing her Christmas yeah. Lasagna is impossible to... <laughs> Rhyme as well, so yeah, it's a bit more difficult, but I was quite pleased in the end. Very good, yeah, really covers the whole episode. Awesome, good. Well, let's talk about it then. One of the cuffs. Here we go. So, the one with the cuffs, IMDb and Netflix have got a little recap for us as well. Predict mm -hmm. not as good as the epidemic, of course. IMDb says Monica tries to avoid criticism when she caters a party for her mother. Chandler ends up half naked and handcuffed to a chair in Rachel's boss's office. Ooh. 
tries to get educated from a salesman trying to sell him a set of encyclopedias. Fine. It sort of slightly spoils the Rachel Chandler. That's meant to be a bit of a shock, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Netflix. Monica tries to prove that she can cater a gourmet meal for her mother. Chandler gets into an embarrassing situation while dating Rachel's boss. Oh, better. Yeah, unusual to be better, but better. Much better. Oh, yes, good. Yeah, I'd watch that, wouldn't you? That's like a little um, teaser, isn't it? Chandler gets into an embarrassing situation while dating Rachel's boss. Like, yeah. Oh, what's going in and find out. So did people tune in? Did they want to tune in? Did they like it? Did you like it? I agree with the general population's view of this episode, and that is to say it sits pretty much slap bang in the middle of the blue. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, really? What was your rank? 14. Oh, that is exactly the same as IMDb. Yep. Mine is 15, but, you know, give or take a bit of uh, margin of error here or there. We can probably call it the same. So that's interesting, isn't it? I'm going to ask you a bit more about why that is in a minute. In a shocking turn of events... No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It is in Ranker.com's top 100 best ever episodes, which is just starting to sound like a joke. Um, It is 48th, so it's just in the top. (laughs) Yeah, you may well shake your head because that is just insane, isn't it? So we'll skip past that Ranker.com fact. Um, it's interesting then, so all of us, the people, you and I have all put it in the middle. Tell me a bit about, for you, is that because it's meh everywhere or some bits good, some bits bad? Mm, I would say, we've, so we've got those three storylines and we've got uh, Chandler and Handcuffs, which I think is top end of average. Mm-hmm. Monica, topish end of average, very sort of small storyline. And then the Joey one is a bit, yeah. Yeah, I feel similar, although just a little bit different because I think all three storylines have some funny bits and then they all have flaws that hold Ooh. back, I think. Interesting. Mm. Ooh, yeah. I want to those. Which, which one do you want to talk about first to find out the highs and the flaws? Uh, should we talk about Chandler? Feelings in the flaws then. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that. Uh, should we talk about Chandler and... Rachel's boss um I mean we actually open the cold open of the show is in Chandler's apartment right and Joey's pretty happy because he's found all of this he's been told by Trigger that he can get all the spare crap that's in the basement and bring it into the yeah. apartment yeah um hence the rubbish table and stuff that accompanies the canoe there's a I thought there was maybe a bit of a friends through a lens here right at the very beginning do you think, what do you think of the term white trash in 2020? Oh, I know. I know. How white trash are we? I don't think, I mean, this was an era, wasn't it? This kind of Jerry Springer type era. Jerry, Jerry. That was really at its height in the kind of late 90s, mid to late 90s. So I think the white trash thing was a bit more out there, wasn't it? As a, a kind of popular type idea that was that was that was kind of seen as okay to mock I don't think it would be that way anymore yeah I haven't heard that phrase on tv I don't think in a very long time no it's not very nice is it no it has got all sorts of racial connotations I guess now that are like 
you know much more progressed and evolved and shouldn't be spoken about like that yeah but yeah. it does still there is still a bit of it though that does elicit an image in there of sitting patio furniture kind of sitting on your trailer on the um uh like the veranda of a kind of trailer with a shotgun <laughs> yeah or sitting outside on an old sofa or something in the front garden that was the other yeah. thing that yeah. came to mind yeah like that clear eye um uh, this is one of the first episodes where they make over this guy in kind of deep Georgia, Atlanta, or somewhere, and um, and every night he would sit on his rocking chair on his porch. He's like, because it's cool enough on the on the porch, and I can still see the TV from where I am. And he goes, for the last twelve years, I've sat here and I just drink redneck margaritas, which is tequila <laughs> and Mountain Dew. Margarita. Wow. Tequila, Mountain Dew together gives you redneck margarita. Yeah, he uh, he would fit in in Chandler and Joey's apartment. Yeah, he would. He would not think that patio furniture was too bad. No, he wouldn't. No, no, he'd probably take it gladly. Have it in his house. So That's a good friends. Yeah. Oh, good. Thanks. So it's. Um, I think it's maybe in the morning. It's morning time, and Rachel pops over to see if they've got any juice. And Joey says, "We've got pickle juice. Pickle juice. Gross. Gross. Except you can get that now in cool bars." Um, we've been in a bar where you got that as a chaser with a cocktail. It's like a whiskey cocktail with a chaser a shot glass of pickle juice. It was very nice. You and me? Yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that shot might have hit me a bit harder by the time I remember the picture. <laughs> we did. I'll remind you of that another time. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was quite funny because they say it as if it's the most disgusting thing. And obviously you wouldn't drink it for breakfast, but it is now a kind of acquired taste in uh, certain kind of hipster places. So I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're talking and then, so Chana says, um, uh, I am, uh, I ran into Joanna last night and Rachel's like, oh, that's funny. And uh, he's like, she's like, you didn't. And then she said, oh, do you want to go for a drink? And she's like, I'll tell you didn't. And then Joanna just comes out the bathroom, doesn't she? Hello, Rachel. Do you think the way she just says hello, Rachel, is a bit sort of, you, she might just for a moment be like, oh, Rachel's here. Oh, hi. Rather than just, hello, Rachel. I think she's supposed to be this sort of very matter-of-fact person, isn't she? Like, she's not very personable. And she's done quite horrible things to um, Rachel in the way she kind of manipulated her into getting Chandler to go out with her the first time, didn't she? And there's more horrible stuff coming up as well when Rachel tries to get promoted. So I think she's just very uh, kind of oblivious to the <laughs> the ways people interact with each other. That towel is very friends with lens, isn't it? It looks very 90s, that towel. Yeah, it does. It looks a bit like a boy's towel, doesn't it? I think it wouldn't smell good. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but now you say it, I agree. It does look a bit like that, which is that whole, yeah, being in somebody else's house and you've got to use their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You'd hate that. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would hate that a lot. Although maybe not if it was Chandler, I'd be okay with that. Um, uh, I really like the little sequence here with Joey in the background making the squeaky noises. That is so funny. So funny that is laugh out loud and the fact that it go like it sort of takes you on a bit of a journey doesn't it when they go Rachel's like what is she doing here and Joey goes and she and he goes well you know I felt I was able to take the relationship to the next level and Joey goes faster 
And then he goes, look, you know, give me a break. Usually I'm pretty much in there by myself. And Joey's like, eh, eh. very funny. That is so funny. Oh, it's good. What do you think of this um, overall storyline then, this, uh, how this progresses? Just one thing I would say about Chandler here is that, you know, he's supposed to be this kind of loser in love and can't approach women and all this stuff. Yeah, he's acting very cool for someone who just got laid. You know, he's like, oh, we bumped into each other. Here she is. You know, but that kind of jars with the Chandler who can often be like, oh my God, I can't even talk to a woman. Well, do you know, I wondered actually whether because I this so here we come to the first floor in this storyline for me I don't believe for a second Chandler would go out with Joanna I, ju I just don't think he would she's I think considerably older than him I don't think she's particularly attractive and what I wondered which sounds really bad is I just thought she just must have been very suggestive in her intentions and he was basically thinking well here's a chance i might as well just take it and therefore he's not so concerned he's quite cool because he doesn't he's not bothered he doesn't really like her I think. yeah i think yeah okay mm, she has the world's worst hair as well yeah that hair is awful it's like to the side it's like boof on -y. Um, I actually looked her up as the actress. She's never really, she's like been in bits and pieces of TV shows, but she's not done anything oh. big. But, um, and she's 60 now. So how old would she have been at that time? Probably mm. about eight years or something older than them, maybe. Like 30s. Yeah. So she's about 10 years older than him then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she is a bit older, isn't she? And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like, it doesn't feel a good match, does it? No. Like when he's, she's really kissing him in the, office you are it is a flaw isn't it it's like oh it just doesn't really it doesn't really work the two of you together especially because and this is the other thing i don't think that chandler would let somebody handcuff him to a chair whilst it it, it turns into i love the bits between him and rachel that's why i find this storyline so oh okay that's what kind of yeah. saves it for me but i don't think he would go out with joanna even as the two personalities she's not funny she's not kind-hearted she's not any of the things that chandler would she's not super hot she's not any of the things Chandler would go for yeah. and then you, you're expected to believe this when he's like you're not the boss of me and she sort of weirdly kisses, kisses him, and him. And like, yeah mm. you are like no I don't and I mean I'll be honest I'm also quite jealous because I think Chandler looks very attractive in this episode you've always said this is your top Chandler here in this episode mm. yeah he's got nice hair it's all kind of a bit sort of sun bleached isn't it from his time on the beach with jellyfish <laughs> Yeah, and he's all tanned and he just looks healthy and happy. And yeah, he does look better. And I don't know why he's with Joanna. That's weird. No. So he's in the office and then he just... Also, like, she puts the keys on top of the door. I mean, and it's also a bit flawed. Isn't it? Okay, she does lock the office door, but if she's in a managerial position here. It's not great for her. If somebody found a half naked, Like, that's a fireable offence, is it not? You would think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish, I mean, it is where we work. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it would be there. It does, well, though. Where I used to work because I got fired for the exact same thing. <laughs> it does contain my favourite joke, which isn't so much a funny line as a brilliantly delivered line. Do not, I'm looking at your face. We cannot have the same favourite joke again, surely. This would be three in a row. This is historic. Go on. Is it Chandler? Yes. Oh, my goodness me. It's when he's handcuffed to the chair 
and yep. he presses the um, intercom, oh my goodness me, through to Rachel, and he just goes, Rachel, could I see you for a moment, please? <laughs> so, <laughs> absolute favourite joke. It made, it, I absolutely pissed myself laughing about this joke. Like, it just, it's so, in the script, it would have just said, you know, Rachel, can you come in here for a moment? But the way he delivers it is so funny because he's being, like, just super professional, like a like a boss, you know, employee would be. Yeah. Um, Rachel, could you come in here for a moment, you know, because I need to discuss the weeness with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it because he, we see the predicament he's, I love the setup to it as well. You see the predicament he's in. We know Rachel is pacing up and down outside thinking, oh my goodness me, like what the hell am I going to do about this? And then she just, you get the bzzz, and she just looks and they, she, that, even that look gets a laugh. The audience think, oh, this is going to be funny. And then yeah, for him to follow it up with that, Rachel, could I see you for a moment? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Why on earth does Rachel unlock those handcuffs? because she's not thinking what because she just like wants to get him out of there i guess but it's just so oh you think maybe that she just didn't have chance to compute what was going to happen as a result because once he's unlocked there's absolutely no way there's no going back is there there's no she's got no options and he she has put the keys on the top of the door joanna but he's not actually handcuffed to the table is he he's handcuffed to the chair he could lift the chair and oh, get the key. My goodness me. Uh, I mean, that would be quite hard. Well, it's only a chair, isn't it? You've got both hands. Yeah, I suppose maybe he could do that. Yeah, you're right. Maybe he's not properly. Yeah, okay, okay. Because I was just thinking, Rachel, Rachel, use your head. Like, think <laughs> about what you're looking at here. There's no way you could possibly get away with this. And I know that's meant to be the funny thing that she then has to negotiate with him but yeah I just thought I don't know that again a bit more of a flaw I was like I just didn't think that it became more and more of a farce and I just couldn't get my head around the fact that it would actually turn into that these interactions are then quite funny because then you've got a real problem here haven't you Chandler wants out Rachel wants them to stay in so they have to start negotiating how to get out yes do you know who Milton Burl is no would you like me to tell you? Oh, yes, please. I had to Google him. He was a um, a star of the, I think, sort of like 20s, 30s, like maybe that kind of era. But the reason he's referred to here is because he would apparently, he would always bet with other gentlemen on the size of a part of their bodies that he would always, um, he said he would always win that bet because that part of his body would be bigger. And the reason he became famous is because A, he claimed to have never lost that bet, but more tellingly, he claimed to have never have had to actually get the whole thing out. He was famous for saying, I only ever had to show enough to win the bet. Oh, nice. <laughs> but i would never heard of him before he must be really famous in the states to make that kind of reference and it get that laugh yeah 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 that thank you for uh <laughs> filling that hole like that <laughs> that knowledge gap <laughs> oh goodness me i think in my head i thought it was like milton bill was like mills and boone <laughs> 
Um, I mean, sort of. <laughs> like one of those stallions on the front of the Mills and Boone book, that kind of thing that he was saying. Oh, I'm like the same as that now. Oh, I see. Oh, goodness. This is getting worse. You know the bit where he bangs himself on the head with the drawer? Would you just? Yeah. Then bangs himself. Was unintentional. Oh. Apparently. Yeah. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah. Would you just? Isn't that, and that's on the front credits for a while isn't it that little that little snippet oh and the timing of it is perfect because the rhythm would you just bang on the on the back of the head and um apparently you do see rachel kind of cover her mouth but apparently she's sort of laughing because it wasn't really kept it in her reaction does look quite genuine there like yeah she's kind of laughing slash uh, horrified that he's just smacked his head. <laughs> it really hits him, doesn't it? Like, yeah. really smacked wow. him on the back of the head. Monica Bear. Everybody Bear. <laughs> Chandler Bang. <laughs> what do you think about the bargain they strike? Oh, it's childish, isn't it? Yeah. It's childish. And also, it's, you know, this shows how childish Chandler is compared to this, like, Joanna, more adult thing which makes their whole relationship seem even weirder as well uh i do enjoy the way rachel goes uh i could be very generous or very stingy <laughs> yeah yeah that's good it doesn't make any logical sense because the people that are going to be told this rumor are two people of which he's professed absolutely no desiring you know it's not like he's trying to get with monica or trying to get with phoebe so it's a little bit weird. It's my third floor in the storyline, what he negotiates. I much prefer the bit before that where she's like, I will clean your apartment for a month. Still won't be clean. <laughs> or the bathroom for a month or whatever she says. Um, Friends to all ends, Walkman mention. Walkman, yeah. Uh, but the, this deal is, I think it's good that it only lasts like two hours, that they just tie that. They don't leave the episode with Chandler being known about that by Monica and Food Forever. And it's quite funny when Joey goes, no, he's not. (laughs) I had a question for you, which I thought I knew the answer to. In the one with the boobies. Yeah. It was there a moment where they've already proved this, but I don't think there is because I think it's only Joey that they see naked, isn't it? It's only Joey. It's Chandler sees Rachel's boobs and then Rachel sees Joey's full on and then joey sees monica and then monica sees joey's dad yes that's right because he says oh my um thing was in there with me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. tip for tat is a good joke in there um also where the hell is ross in this episode yeah i know yeah he he's he's at the cold open yeah and then that's pretty much it, isn't it? And then he's on the sofa here when they're talking about, he, he kind of shakes his head, like when Joey's like, no, he isn't. And Charlie goes, oh, I only lasted like two hours. And Ross just shakes his head. I don't think there's ever been a Friends episode with such a little part for one of them. I think Ross literally has like one line in this whole episode, maybe two. Weird, isn't it? Do you think he had like a, another commitment that he couldn't get out of or something? I was thinking that, like using that awful film, Six Days, Seven Nights with Harrison Ford. Maybe that was the same kind of time. It is. I wonder how he felt about that. Because it, it is a bit... They're normally very evenly matched, aren't they? If you sort of average it out. Yeah, yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, so that's that, um, that's that storyline. While all that's going on, Monica has, to her initial regret, 
offered to help her mum out so her mother is holding some sort of event at the house and Monica has decided to accept an offer to do the food and Phoebe goes along to help and be her sort of waitress type thing. Monica's hair is amazing by the way in this. The beautiful bob. And such a nice bob yeah. Yeah very nice what do you think of the blue fingernails? <laughs> uh, I like the line that's how we found your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> they were cute i think they're quite cute do you think they're cute i think they're cute i mean i'm a fan of uh you know odd colored fingernails i quite i've got quite a collection of uh, funny colored nail polish so i yeah i like them yeah they look quite adele type uh nails the only bit of monica that looks anything like me <laughs> her blue nails yeah. um so we haven't seen judy for a while have we 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 saw judy during i think the last time we saw her actually was at nana's wake was it no i'm saying no but it, you could be right that's not since season one though is it yeah season yeah that is in season one i, I think it's because oh no you do you do see a richard the whole richard thing oh that's right at his at her dad's 50th birthday yeah that's right oh you went in the bathroom shut up mom Oh yeah, <laughs> goodness me, yeah. So this is the first time in a while that we've seen this dynamic between the two of them, haven't we, where we get reminded what a prickly relationship they have. There is quite a funny bit where she says, she's like, mum, why did you hire me? And Judy says, well, you know, I Richard raved about the food at his party and well, you know, you were sleeping with him and people said the food at the lesbian wedding was good. I assume you weren't sleeping with anyone there. And then Monica's like, did you hear that? She hired me because I, she thinks I'm good. And Phoebe goes, well, I didn't hear that. <laughs> but isn't she just, that? having a mother like that would be pretty awful, no? Although it's interesting, I think, how Monica's learned to see the wood for the trees kind of thing. You know, she can hear that comment that Phoebe thinks is really passive aggressive and cruel. And she hears oh, she's actually paying me a compliment with what she's saying. So she's kind of learnt, to, it's her normality, isn't it, to find the meaning in what on earth her mum is saying. What do you think about this then? You pulled a Monica, having the lasagnas in the freezer. Did it make you laugh, mm. this one? Mm, that bit didn't. There are some funny bits in it. Like, I, I do think it's pretty funny how Phoebe is first worried that Monica's manicure looks bad. Because <laughs> I've lost a fingernail. She's like, oh my God, quick, we can get you out. We can get you, like, fixed, get you back in time. And you're like, oh, actually, it's because you put it in the quiche. And Phoebe's been quite a nice, supportive friend here, isn't she? Yeah. Do you want to hear my flaw with it? Yeah. Monica does actually mess up. So... Judy, oh. the insult of having the lasagnas in the freezer, like I think one of the reasons Monica's actually angry is because she did, she is annoyed with herself because she messed up the planned food. So I might have preferred this if it hadn't gone wrong, but she'd found out there were lasagnas in the freezer because otherwise her mum was kind of right to have a plan B. It's a very, very good insight and a very good point. Yeah, that's maybe why it doesn't quite resonate. It just kind of feels a bit, uh, doesn't it? Because it doesn't quite fit because you're, yeah, you're right. Judy is all like, oh, you're going to pull a Monica. You're going to screw up. And she does screw up. And then she gets mad. But she did screw up. Yeah. And, and also, I think 
it goes into the realms of disbelief as well when she's like, oh, I'm just going to throw something together. So, so there were the there were the spare ingredients in a domestic kitchen to make a casserole, which by the way, a casserole takes a good couple of hours, if not more, to make for a party of however many quiches and things, you know, what you need two massive lasagnas for. So I don't know, I just sort of thought, I, in a way I kind of like it because I like you get the nice bit of Phoebe where she reframes everything. I think that's really, um, that's really good. And I do quite like the Judy Monica dynamic generally. So that's a bit funny here and there. But I just thought what a funny, what a funny way of doing it because Judy's sort of kind of right. And I, I guess it's saying, you can't be infallible. You're going to make mistakes. The point is, what do you do when you make the mistakes? But the logic of it sort of falls down slightly for me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's quite a funny line when Phoebe goes to the room, Monica's old room, and it's full of gym equipment. She's like, wow, you must have been in great shape as a kid. That's funny on many levels. One, that she hasn't seen that it's actually, Monica's room is so uh, sort of unattended to that it's now a gym instead of actually being Monica's room because they're always like favouring Ross and two uh Monica was fat Monica as a kid so uh she certainly wasn't <laughs> in good shape I also quite like it when she uses one of the weights machines and she goes oh my, I've got such strong boobs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's extremely strong <laughs> oh okay well there you go well it's nice to see Judy again also later on Ross and Rachel say that if Monica and Chandler die then they would go to Emma would go to Ross's parents yeah but like you um you know here Ross's parent is in Monica's mum like she's not a great mother you know you wouldn't want a mother like that why they why are they leaving their kid to this level of mother which is not very good especially to having daughters that is a good question. It's also a slightly moral question as well, because I think they choose them over Rachel's parents because they're married and Rachel's parents are divorced, which again, is I think is a bit harsh also. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They've made such a big thing out of them being not terrible parents because Monica and Ross turn out very well as adults, but yeah, maybe not the most loving and um, accepting of parents. So yeah, yeah. good question. Or maybe because it's Ross's child, they'd be nicer to it. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly, yeah. So Joey is home alone with his um, his garden furniture. And yep. there's a knock on the door. And who is it? <laughs> it's Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller. <laughs> he is massive. <laughs> Insightful. <laughs> yeah, he's massive. Um, and it's his body language he walks in that sales he walk in he's like are you the decision maker of the house and he steps into the apartment doesn't he which Joey kind of goes whoa I've got this big guy just walks into your house yeah he's quite good isn't he he's quite funny he is quite good you kind of want him to do a bit of a, a, a trick though you think <laughs> why are you here just to be like an average actor you know why can't you come and do a bit of magic yeah I wonder actually how he ended up even getting that part because I don't think he'd done any acting or he certainly wasn't known for acting was he he's known as a magician can imagine maybe some of the like writers went to Vegas or something and went you know went to a show and were like oh we're friends writers or you know someone's gone backstage at Penn and Teller and been like oh I can get you a, a spot on there yeah quite possibly I wonder um what do you think of this it's okay. It's a bit, it's a throwaway one, isn't it? I mean, it taps into a, a true insight that Joey 
um, doesn't know what's going on and so probably could be better educated to understand what's going on with the other friends but um uh, there's one bit i really like about it what do you think of the storyline before i say the bit i like about it? i do there are little bits i laugh at i what worries me slightly is it, it sort of caricatures joey a bit into properly being stupid and he's not really stupid um so it, it's a little bit two-dimensional in that way like a bit we said this about phoebe and the cat last time that she is a bit kooky but she's not delusional um so i don't know it's a bit oversimplistic how they were like you know he doesn't know all these words and although there is a bit that's really funny when he goes <laughs> he goes to him what do you know about vulcanized rubber and joey's like ah spock's birth control and uh, he goes you need these books <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny what, what's the bit that you really like I like that he just goes, he's like, $1,200, like, you really think I have $1,200, like, I'm home in the middle of the day, and I have patio furniture, what about this, you think I've got $1,200, and I just think, that was, that's so honest and so gutsy to say, you know, it's so, like, um, real to say, because I'd be like, oh, no, you know, I, haven't, I don't need those right now, no, thank you, you know, like, I wouldn't let on that I couldn't afford it, and Joey's just so out there with, what? way i can afford this that's a very good point that's a good point one thing i did wonder is whether anybody anywhere is still making a living selling encyclopedias because <laughs> the internet was sort i mean it was definitely around by this point but it was still more in workplaces and maybe universities and stuff not so much in people's homes but probably within two or three years of this encyclopedias were just completely obsolete weren't they once wikipedia existed that was it it's such a huge friends through a lens that yeah. is just even door-to-door -door salesmen surely yeah yeah decline and um, with the internet etc but yeah wikipedia why would you need an encyclopedia when you got wikipedia you'd be gutted wouldn't you if you spent twelve hundred dollars on a set of encyclopedias in 1995 <laughs> literally within 12 months you wouldn't need them and you wouldn't be able to do anything like sell them because nobody would want them exactly so for a record three episodes in a row we had the same favorite joke which yes. is remarkable who Very was funny. your favorite friend my favorite friend was Chandler because he says funny things yours too yeah we had the same favorite friend too of course it's going to be for you because this is Chandler at his hottest as well <laughs> This is, yeah, this is, we're hitting peak. I wish I was hitting peak Chandler. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's a funny one, that, isn't it? Because in a way, all three of those storylines kind of have a bit more potential. And then, I don't know, they just don't quite click in the same way as... as you as have made some very strong insights there about the flaws in each. Because now, if you think about those flaws, it really does unravel. unravel. It's what it's why you've done this before with an episode. I'm like, it doesn't quite connect, and I can't work out why. And this is the same thing. It's average because there are some really funny jokes. Like the bits that I like are individual funny jokes, but actually, as little story arcs, they've got beginning, middles, and sort of ends that don't really make sense in the middle. Yeah, and I think something you've said in the past as well is the ones that really sing, like the really high rated ones, are when the characters are being the kind of extreme parts of themselves, like they're kind of true selves. And then, like you were saying, you know, Chandler's not quite 
there are bit flashes of brilliant Chandler in here, but then there are bits of like, I don't know, I don't see him behaving like that or doing that. And it just sort of holds. And especially he's about to be with Kathy in the, in the box, like really kind of insecure Chandler about a woman. How can he be so confident in like, oh yeah, she's in the shower. I wasn't even going to mention it. And yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. All right. Well, we'll, we'll leave the coughs in Joanna's office and we will move on to episode four, which is the one with the ballroom dancing. So interesting, intriguing title. Um, so join us for that next time. In the meantime, you can reach us on Twitter at Friends from A to Z. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Friends from A to Z. We would love to hear from you. We hope you're enjoying season four. You can subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast and then you'll get a little channel bing on a Sunday morning when we release them. Um, and if you want to leave us a little review, that would be wonderful as well. Um, you know, as long as it's above 4.5 stars, that would be, <laughs> <laughs> be great. Um, right, I really should go because these handcuffs are just starting to chafe. I've really got to get them off. <laughs> That's our podcast. Thanks for listening to the end. Friends from A to Z, we hope that you come back again. You've got a confession and you share our obsession too.